From Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 145. Today's show is brought to you by Hover, Max Stadium, and Igloo. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined across the table by Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen Hackett. I am across the table. table. And Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello. Ciao, hello. Federico. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao Federico. <laughs> Yay. This is the first time we have ever recorded a, a regular episode of Connected in person. Yeah. Or anything. Never recorded the prompt in person. Because mm-hmm. last year when we were together for the very first time ever, we did RelayCon. And it was yeah. a variety Was that fun just hour. a year ago? It was one year ago. It feels like... It was 10 years. It feels like 25 years ago. It feels like a long time ago. So we are in... Uh, what do we call this area? Studio B right now uh, recording? Stu- studio B. Yeah, the B stands for bunk bed. Yep. The, the studio <laughs> double B because there's bunk beds in this room in an Airbnb. Air bunk and bed. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we should probably get on with the show so we were talking last time about our wishes predictions hmm. for wwdc yes and rosemary create on twitter she created a uh the happyometer graph kind of artwork thing mm-hmm. i guess we'll call it so i'm gonna put that in the show notes so you can take a look and i figured we should maybe go through and grade mm-hmm. if we got our wildest dreams so, Stephen, would you like to go through some of the results of this? Uh, I would I would love to. I'm just pulling it up here. Okay. So, we, if, if you remember last week, we each picked from each category, iOS, macOS, hardware, and other. Other, which is... I really struggled to, to name the last category. Other. It wasn't good, but what are you going to do? Grab bag. Yeah. Grab bag. Hmm. So, uh, let's start with... Uh, we'll go by person. We'll start with Mike. So, uh, Mike... Uh, asked for additional software functionality for the Apple Pencil. I think he kind of got it. There's new stuff the Pencil can do. Yep. Um, You got Siri speaker. Yep. Mostly. It's mostly a speaker that mostly has Siri in it. Yeah. Revised app had pro accessories. There's new ones that we didn't have before. We'll talk about them later. Yeah. And then the one that I... It was in my other, and it was in, like, my wild category. You You win for, like, wild idea that came true. Uh, see Apple start to embrace AR or VR. Yep. Turns out, got both. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. So I'm really excited about that, actually. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Really, the only thing I got that they, was mentioned was <laughs> updated Macs. Yeah. And I all the, the almost all of them got updated. You didn't really get... I'm looking at this now, like... But it, it didn't do great. No, you didn't do too good. Yeah. I mean, there might be some stuff, I like mean, improvements to mail. time machine. Yeah, like, yeah, like mail searches better, but I wanted snoozing and stuff. None of that. Right. Uh, time machine... There's a little, like, to be determined. Yeah, this, this is it, a whole list of sadness, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Federico did well, though. Integrating consolidated family sharing experience. Like, kind kinda. of. There's shared storage now, which yeah. is like a step in the right direction. So I'll give you that. Siri kit. There was more stuff. I mean, there wasn't a ton of well, stuff. Technically, but there was more, there was Siri, more kit. Siri kit. There was more yeah, Siri okay. kit. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll make that one green. Um, bug fixes for Mac OS. <laughs> did I really say bug fixes? Yeah, you were really unhappy. <laughs> you were really <laughs> struggling <laughs> with that one. Well, look, actually... I had that 100% figured out because they said we're going to do high Sierra, we're going to do high performance, Sierra. refinements, high Sierra, we're going to do high improvements. So, yeah, I was right. It's uh, the year of stability on the Mac. Mm-hmm. So We don't know, know if we got more stable lightning cables. You, you, that's yeah. one thing you wanted. No. I don't think that's going to happen. No. New iPad Pro. Well, deeper and more open... I, the iPad Pro, yes. Of but course. the deeper and more open iMessage framework. I mean, to an extent... 
it's not that deeper, but there's some new APIs. Like mm, you can I don't do, think you, can you do, were asking for just like a couple of new APIs. Like, you can do direct send deeper, now. Deeper, a more open iMessage <laughs> framework is very different to a new API. <laughs> like you've gone like, I want there to be iMessage <laughs> like you've never seen. It's like, no, oh, I they added that. a new feature. This, no, this you didn't accurate. get this. Not you accurate. did not get that. And improved Apple Maps. Apple no. Maps took time on stage, but it actually wasn't about Apple Maps. What was that really, about right? Like they did the lane turning lane stuff, guidance, but then which... it was mostly the do not disturb while driving thing, which is a really cool That's iOS really feature, nice. right? That's like really I nice. thought that was kind of nice. Uh, yeah, I would say you get a par- partial for improved Apple Maps. So overall, so maybe a yellow one. I'm gonna yeah. say that like so overall, who won? I I feel like for me, I'm closer to like the 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 love heart in the eyes type emoji on on the on the meter because I got something in the other category. Hmm. Right, and so I'm pretty happy about that. So I, I mean, I don't necessarily think that it's we. I mean, we all won. You know, everybody wins here. <laughs> everybody gets a trophy. Everybody wins. <laughs> connected. We get participation awards for yes. all of us. Yeah. But I, I think it was good. Like I think it worked out pretty well. I mean, just yeah. in general, right? Like if we're gauging the happyometer of just everything, I think we're all pr- feeling pretty good this year about what's been announced. Totally. Like yeah. last year, I remember having a feeling of like when we were getting ready to do the shows, of like, I actually don't know if there's enough to talk about. Right? Last like, year. It, it was like. You didn't want to talk about iMessage effects? I mean, I was excited about that, but it was hardly like a deep and open iMessage framework like Federico <laughs> was wishing even, for. What does it even know. mean? He just said some stuff. Yeah. No, it's really not. I want neural networks in my no, machine like, learning. There should be ways for apps to collaborate more easily. There should be ways to. Yeah. Just, work chat. You never guys don't believe more me deeply anyways, and more, openly, more openly. Yeah. It's, in the it's, framework. It's useless discussion. But yeah, I, I just think <laughs> that, that like this here uh, it is in general, like I think everyone's feeling real good. Right, like it feels to me, maybe iOS eight. You know, I think everyone felt really good at eight. Felt really good at, especially good at nine. Nine was really good. Ten, not so much. This is, this is one of the better WWDCs. Like since I've been kind of coming to town, paying a lot more attention to it. I think that ties into like the meta conversation I wanted to have about the keynote. Like it feels very dense. It was very fast. There was a lot of stumbles. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think that was partially speed. I kind of wondered too if there was some tech stuff going on like slide it seemed stuff, like it because everyone was like struggling in weird places yeah so they might have had some stuff going but on. uh you know they do the slide that everyone takes a picture of like and 30 more features and they're all like tiny mm-hmm. font and take a picture of them, like <laughs> doing later they were up for like half a second uh, yeah, yeah was we like, were just more, like goodbye oh look i got no <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so i mean it, it was definitely fast it clocked in what a little over two hours i think yeah it was um it was really packed. and I, packed. And I don't think there was much filler, right? We didn't see any... They any... cut so much of the usual stuff. Yeah, and they some of it was in press releases before, so like the $70 billion paid out to developers. And so those metrics, they pushed out the Swift Playground update, so you can do like Lego Mindstorm and a bunch more stuff, with, which is awesome, like super cool stuff. And would have been a really fun demo. It would have been a great demo, yeah. but there's just so much to get through. And, you know, you could argue that with two products aren't shipping till December, but get teased here, one of which I'm not sure needed to be, uh, which we'll get to. Um, all in all, I give it a thumbs up. So I think I think a lot of people are really happy with what Apple's done this week. Yeah. I know I we so. are. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm over the moon. Like, I'm not. 
I'm really angry. <laughs> you had enough? No. Yeah, I've had enough. enough. They didn't exactly. give him the framework. Like, it's <laughs> all he asked for, really. It's just a <laughs> deep and deep. open <laughs> iMessage framework. And they weren't listening. Wow. They yeah. just weren't listening. That, that's my, And the lightning cables, man. They're not sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> deep and open iMessage cables. So you were there, Federico, mm-hmm. right? Again, mm-hmm. sitting in the audience. Yeah. Uh, what was it like this year compared to last year? Well, the coffee was terrible like last year. Last year so that's there was no change. I'm not uh, sure that's what he was asking about. Yeah, but like, if that's, that's what important detail for me so i'm speaking i have the microphone here <laughs> i see the floor to you sir so i mean the the venue was much much nicer than um oh yeah i mean bill graham is visually impressive mm-hmm. the neighborhood eh, not so much okay. and that's just general for san jose yes right yes, like downtown just, san jose is vastly yeah, nicer to yeah. downtown san francisco yeah the general idea is san jose is much nicer and there's lots of trees and flowers and it's always sunny mm-hmm. it's, it's nice it's more friendly more human um the convention center outside, uh, it's very cozy. It's like you can eat lunch outside. So when we were waiting in line, um, it was nice to look at, even if we couldn't actually it sit down. It looks like down. a festival. It looks like a festival, like music yes. playing outside mu- all the there time. Was music, yeah. There was music. We were really in line. They were playing music. Uh, they were playing Haim, which I was singing. Nobody else was singing Haim. So. Uh, I would have sung with you. Yeah, you know I that. know. I was missing you. Um, then we got inside, and they made us wait for a couple of hours. Strict security, uh, which is to be expected with these times. Um, they made us um, wait for a couple of hours, so we'd, we're just sitting on the floor. That's when the coffee thing happened. It's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> then we got inside, and um, I mean, the 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 big room was sort of like Presidio at the at Mosconi, um, maybe a bit wider. The keynote watching. Really, my only gripe, and I think John Syracuse mentioned it on ATP Live, was that the screen uh, was uh, like uh, sitting in the audience. You couldn't see the bottom half, not the bottom half, but maybe the bottom third. Uh, So all the details at the bottom, you just couldn't see them. It was like everybody was like. So are there other screens? Like not everyone's looking at the front. Yeah, but the screens were kind of like tilted. The screens are just uh, okay. So from our position, we were in like in the central area of the room and we couldn't so look all at you the, could see was what all was right i could see front. was the big right. screen at the huh. front and the other ones up in the air we couldn't see them overall it was fine really it was nice uh eating lunch outside in san jose is nice is probably a problem for other people because it's really hot so we were kind of roasting out there <laughs> um i give it a thumbs up and I guess can, just you, the, can you see me giving like a thumbs two. up? Yeah. I, 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 I assume nice. it was just more fun watching the keynote this year because you were getting things you wanted, right? Like yeah. that probably made it more exciting. There's some great pictures of you that like <laughs> yes. John Syracuse yeah, kept posting. My, these pictures are going around. Um, I guess some people don't even know they came from John Syracuse and sort of because people are saving the photo and sharing it again you're a big you're a big deal as sort of a meme i i got a bunch of tweets from people like uh get yourself a partner who looks at you like vitici looks at <laughs> 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 it's like, <laughs> like the photo and then my mom this morning uh-huh. sent me the photo and it's like oh you're really cute here you're smiling you're Where happy she from i have no idea your mom is the biggest fan of syracuse uh, yeah i guess <laughs> she's uh she's really into the, the finder you know 
She's a fan. She's a fan. She's my kind of lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, God. I think we can move on. No, we got to We got to Jack. Somebody aboard. I know yeah. what we can do. Yeah. We can take a break. I want to thank uh, our first sponsor this week. And we've got a little special thanks for them as well in a moment. But we're going to talk about Mac Stadium. It's time to get your Mac infrastructure out of the office closet and into the hands of experts. Some of the biggest companies in the world use Mac Stadium for their agile software development needs. With three worldwide locations and the ability to scale infinitely. It's like the it's the AWS-like service for iOS and macOS. In fact, they actually even offer Amazon Direct Connect. So you can power up your Mac, build servers with your Amazon Cloud all level and securely. A hosted Mac private cloud is powered by VMware and running on dedicated Mac hardware. It allows quick deployment of virtual servers of any OS on demand. Mac Stadium also partners with continuous integration and continuous delivery companies so their customers can have scalable iOS service with great build times. If your current continuous integration company doesn't offer it, ask them to reach out to Mac Stadium. With thousands of other customers around the world, Mac Stadium is the Mac hosting authority. Learn more about them at macstadium.com slash relay. So we, we are big fans of Mac Stadium, so our live streaming server is hosted there. Um, so if you ever listen to us live, it's coming to you from Las Vegas, where we have our Mac Mini. But we also just wanted to thank them. We did a meetup last night that was a fantastic success. Anybody that came to the meetup, we really hope that you enjoyed looking at the quilts. Uh, it was really nice. The Italian soda was really good. Federico denies its Italianness, mm. though. It was not really Italian. No. But Mac Stadium helped us with that. Um, they were the sponsor of the event, so we just wanted to extend an extra special thanks for them for helping us put that event on. And I would like to thank Stephen for putting it all together because it was fantastic and all I had to do was show up. So thank you, Mr. Hackett. You're welcome. All right, should we jump into some more of the announcements from the keynote? Yeah. yeah. So I thought we could uh, walk through... We're not going to walk through everything. We're not even going to necessarily go in chronological order, but kind of talk about the high points and, and how we think about it. the nice thing about doing the show on Tuesdays. We'd have, we've had some time to digest and think, um, and take- also time to see the random tweets that people post the features. Yes. This is my favorite Those thing. Those are the best ones. It's my favorite thing about WWDC. It's, it's like, I found this like one line of detail yeah. somewhere because mm-hmm. it, it really is. I mean, there's a stuff on stage in the keynote. There's stuff in state of the union. There's stuff in labs. The stuff in documentation, it takes a while to get to the bottom of it all. Yep. And so there'll be stuff that we're going to get wrong. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's day, it's day two. Like that happens. But um, but lots of fun stuff. But I think we need to start with the saddest of Apple's platforms this week, tvOS. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. So I get what you're saying because there was absolutely <laughs> zero operating system features. There were some in the set of the union, like, uh, like a slide with four to five icons. Ooh. So I assume at least four to five features are coming. Uh, which is exciting. I think that, like, uh, okay, so we got Amazon Prime Video, right? Which is good news, yeah. right? Uh, Tim did his absolute best to sell that. Mm. Which to sell Amazon. He so, did a real yeah. good job on that. I, I feel like he was doing it with his teeth, like, just gritted the we, whole time. We love Amazon. Amazon is so good. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think that, the, that we didn't see a lot about tvOS because... I mean, there's not even a tvOS preview no. page on Apple's I mean, website. What is there to preview? I think... It's the, just, it's just, it just, you click the link and it takes you to Amazon Prime Video. I think we need new hardware first. I think this is like a, 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 an iPhone-y type yeah, situation. Yeah, it seems like we're due for 4K hardware. Uh, I think that's coming. It's right? got to be, right? And, and I it's assume time. that there'll be new features when they announce the box. It's time. So, yeah, Amazon Prime, we've all wanted it. It's here. It's great. We'll be um, here, right? What summer? Something uh, like that? Did they even say? They don't. Even, they, I don't think they gave a date. I think they just said soon. 
So yeah. I, I kind of assumed in the fall with everything else, but there's nothing stopping them from just putting it in the app store today. Mm-hmm. So Soon is my favorite date. It is. Yeah. It's always just around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to uh, to watchOS. TVOS, man. What <laughs> so, a failed platform. Like, so, yeah. So someone. Uh, so we have some tweets later. We're gonna we're gonna answer questions. And Joe Steele was like, "Do you remember when when they said the future of TV is apps?" Like, oh yeah, it's not. Is it's, it? It's not. It's not. Like, so we're jumping all over the place. There's no apps for HomePod right now. There's nothing. You are jumping around. That's correct. Yeah. And this made me think, right? So Apple, the last two OSs that they released were WatchOS and TVOS, and they had app stores for both of those. Mm-hmm. Then they had an app store for iMessage apps. Oh, yeah, I remember and that. And none of those have taken off. Right. I think that hopefully they are learning that they need to stop thinking that they can just put an app store on everything. Yep. It'll be successful. Because the last three that they've done have been kind of duds. Like yeah. nobody uses TVOS the the TVOS app store right like it may as well be like how the old Apple TV was was every time there's a new video provider it just shows up because <laughs> yeah. that's all anybody wants right yeah. and then watchOS is pe- people really using like yeah. a ton of watch apps my biggest tech purchase uh, regret of like the last year was the Apple TV uh, gaming uh, <laughs> yeah because I oh, the controller. Nimbus controller the Nimbus controller I used it twice to play like yeah. some racing game with my kid and then it's just been sitting under because the TV lost, ever since you lost the game <laughs> they destroyed me yeah. so I mean the reality is you're bringing these mobile games to TVOS and they're kind of realizing that uh, I can play the mobile game on my iPhone and my iPad and it's probably better because it's always with me and you know I don't have the Siri remote to deal with and then if I wanted to play on the TV, I have an actual console like the PlayStation or the Switch. So it's kind of stuck in the middle of this Apple desire to bring the iOS games to the big screen. It doesn't really work because the iOS games are best on iOS and the big screen is best for consoles. Yeah. So what do you do? It's a, you know, it's a failed product. Yeah, it, it's just interesting to me, right, to see like all these app stores and they're just, they're dead. Like I opened the Watch app the other day. Um, because I was showing Federico something. Like, Adina was installing the most recent update. Yeah. And she was like, just looking at the software update page for, like, a couple of minutes. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm waiting for it to install. She didn't press the install button because it's just a yellow word. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just a word that says install. <laughs> She's like, what's it doing? I was like, yeah, you got to press that button. She's like, that's not a button. I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Just, exactly. just a piece of text. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and while we were there, like, while I was showing Federico, I was like, oh, there's a whole app store tab. Does anybody mm-hmm. ever go to mm-hmm. that? Like, you just it install it. just to white as soon as... Yeah, you... which is hilarious, right? Because the whole, whole app's black, and then all yeah. of a sudden, it's, like, just bright light. Yeah. It's like, if people install the watch apps, they, they just do it in other places. You, know, yeah. you don't browse that, but anyway. Yeah, so so let's talk about watchOS. Uh, a couple things here. Um, a, Kevin, <coughs> Kevin Lynch has, like, a cool Kevin guy haircut. great, man. He's got a little beard. He's got some long uh-huh. hair. Yeah, I couldn't see from him. He looked good. He looked oh, yeah. good. He's he like Kevin Lynch 2.0. Okay. Yeah, he's he's enjoying life in Apple mm-hmm. Park. Yeah. So and he maybe enjoyed it a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. The kaleidoscope <laughs> watch face came yeah, out of a drug I feel, like, I feel like there's, there's a story behind that watch face. He took a trip to face. High Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so new watch faces, kaleidoscope's the one we're making fun of. 
it's impossible to see the hands on the watch face. It looks it like, looks like what acid must feel like to your brain. I, I now every time that like we're together, I'm just gonna put that watch face on my watch because it will drive everybody crazy, right? Like to mm-hmm. see me using the kaleidoscope face. Yeah. I feel like it's something I would do. I'm gonna give it a go because it's so it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I was like, like I, it felt like stepping in an alternate reality. Like we were looking at each other. So like, Is this real? Like, and it's so great to put a photo on your watch face, and now it's a kaleidoscope. And it, look at this color. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah. Is that a watch face? Really? Yeah, Kevin Lynch has some sort sense. of vision quest in the yeah. woods and didn't like it, come it back just okay. fundamentally makes no sense why you'd choose that. Like, how, I don't know how that came up. Right? Like, I know what we'll do. We'll make it a kaleidoscope. <laughs> like, the thing hasn't got a camera on it, right? So you can't look at it live. Like, it doesn't make any sense. What, yeah. What terrible watch faces didn't make the cut? <laughs> oh, God. So we also have um, some Toy Story uh, watch faces. We have Buzz <laughs> and right. Woody and Jesse. You know, it's it's in the vein of, of Mickey and Minnie. If you're gonna do it. I mean, like this, they're fun. They're fun. Yeah, like, they should they should sell those. Like there should be now nah, there should be an app store for watch faces oh with God. popular characters. Pixar and Disney were just like it's like printing your own money. Yeah, I mean, just make it. That's an app store I would sort of understand. Because it's a it's like a UI theming be, thing. Exactly, because it's a UI theming thing. People love personalization. And just make it easy to buy, like, 99 cents and you get a character. I'm starting to... I mean, at the point where WatchOS 4 now, I do not envision a world where Apple has a watch face store. Mm. I mean, anything I can happen, right? Like, the last few years have shown that. We, yeah. have, we have eGPUs. I mean, you, so we can do you anything. Got a, yeah. You got a kaleidoscope <laughs> face, so... Anything really sure? That, that's true. Some people uh, were kind of making fun of the Toy Story watch face. And I think it's because, like, in a lack of, like, real updates... Like, maybe you just kind of poke fun that this is all they did, but I think it's great. I think people enjoy that sort of stuff, you know. You're going to wear it, aren't you? I can see no, it. No, but my kids will, will want to see it. Yeah. Um, and then we have a Siri watch face, and there's been some back and forth. I did some reading today. There is a Siri complication that can kind of launch you into this environment, it looks okay. like. But the Siri face is basically Siri proactive on the phone, which, uh, if anyone has used it, it's it, not. It's, it's okay. Kind of reminds me of the pebble thing that we're trying to pebble do. Timeline. The timeline. It's exactly very, that. Very yeah. much like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I realized this when, we, when I was talking to Jason on upgrade yesterday. Like it popped into my head. Like where well, I know I've seen this before. Yeah, exactly. Was it was like, that right. Like that was like, their entire OS was yeah. built around this. Like the thing you want now is right at the top, mm-hmm. and then you scroll through. Yep. And I remember us saying at the time, like that is a really good idea. It's so a great way to do it. When I saw this, I was like, look, if it works. That is all the watch should ever be, mm-hmm. right? Like just the things that you need to see. Like mm-hmm. when this comes out, when WatchOS 4 comes out, I'm going to switch my watch face to this and I'm going to try it. Like yeah. I want to see if it can do it. Like even just telling me when my next meeting is. Yeah. And it, and it showcases this new design language they're using on the watch. Mm. It's like tiles. Like, yeah. Like, tiles and, tiles but, and, and cards and boulder typography yeah it, it looks nice. really good yep. uh, i like it you know in the activity app it used to be just a list of things sort of in colored cells but now that there's there's some depth to it i think it looks really nice overall the animations of watch os 4 look really great like yeah. when you're doing a workout and there's a little like mm-hmm. silhouette just running in the corner and, and when you complete yeah. the rings and there's like a catherine wheel and stuff yeah, yeah i think you know watch os 4 
is the first time they've they've been able to like iterate on a watch os yeah every year up until now they were burning it down and rebuilding it mm-hmm. you know watch os one and then two and then three last year was a huge change well, this there is might the be first some time elements of that though right like we were just looking that apparently they got rid of the honeycomb there are yeah. some conflicting reports about yeah. the honeycomb okay. so we'll, we will follow up on that we'll follow but, up. but I, we saw it could be fake a news. picture it could be could be fake news we fake tweets uh, we saw a picture of a list of apps, an alphabetical list of apps with no yeah. honeycomb. Yeah. So, but well, that could be in settings. I mean, who knows? But, yeah, it could be a setting. Yeah. But they're adding polish, like yeah, the little animations. They're adding. I think the watch should have some whimsy to it because it's it's a fun device. Like it should have some personality to it. It should feel a little bit alive. Yeah, and they're they're doing that now. So I I really like what they've shown so mm-hmm. far of how the watch the OS looks. I think it got just the right amount of time. Um, it's not that important of a platform in the grand scheme of things, but they should be making it better, right? Like, so I think balancing that makes sense. Like, they didn't go over the board, right? Like, because we were all expecting maybe something like sleep tracking, but maybe just don't do that yet. Like, maybe wait, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. no need to right, just stuff the watch full of stuff every year. Yeah, and sleep tracking may be something that's tied to hardware that maybe they can get like a bigger battery, battery or, yeah. or different types of sensors or something. Um. So yeah, I think all in all, like WatchOS four, it's iterative. It's going to make it better. Um, the bulk of the work though was in in the fitness arena, which you would expect. Mm. So you can pair a watch now to certain lines of gym equipment. Yep. So you know, if I get on an elliptical machine, it can talk to my watch and make sure all the data matches. At least in the gym I work out in, it's going to be about 150 years before they. It's they, straight up <laughs> never happening. Yeah, right. Like it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Gym equipment is incredibly expensive. Yeah, and right? it's and it's long term, but it, yeah. it will slowly over time do it. I'm sure the new fancy uh, Apple gym has has all that equipment. Oh yeah. But I, I like that sort of thing. Like it should be aware mm-hmm. of your surroundings. And uh, Federico is going to ask you if you knew much about it. You can do some Bluetooth stuff now, so you can pair mm-hmm. it to certain types of, of. I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, I. I really don't understand this stuff because I never had this kind of equipment. But my understanding is there's core Bluetooth. It's now on watchOS. So it can talk directly to like um, heart rate sensors instead of going back and forth with the iPhone. Right, because there was this rumor of a glucose monitor and right, they, that apparently Tim Cook's been wearing. And it turns out that like it's a third-party thing. Yeah. Right. And so the watch can talk directly to that sort of in real time and monitor the stats being captured by the sensors. Uh, I think that makes a lot more sense than them trying to just build it all themselves. For now. I mean, it's a, it's a good way to sort of understand people's needs and to collect data, uh, see how many people use it, see how it scales, like in, for example, in HealthKit, how it works, and if people have any complaints before you roll out your own solution. Plus they can build the software right yeah. with the third-party hardware. like. Yeah. I think it's good. I'm happy with the watchOS stuff. Like, there's nothing in there that is too bold, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's just nice improvements to a what like watchOS is a pretty stable system, right? Like watchOS three is, is pretty good, and so I'm 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 looking forward to it. Like, I'm not. I remember last year, like that was weirdly the platform that I was the most excited mm-hmm. for was watchOS three because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, it looks like they've really fixed this. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 looking forward to trying that out too. I'm not sure about the dock redesign. Like now it's a vertical list of oh, apps. Oh really? Yeah, you do. I think they mentioned that in the keynote. I'm not surprised because up up and down scrolling with left to right movement confuses me literally every single time. <laughs> Never know. I which, always which way go, to go the wrong way. 
Yeah. So like I get that, and like you're only going to see the same amount of content on the screen because it was always full yeah. screen one card. I don't know. I feel like they they've been trying so hard this year again to push the digital crown as an interaction method. But it is the best way to use the watch because your fingers your, your fingers just cover the entire screen. Yeah, but the dock, the, the horizontal dock, is just so easy to use. You just swipe. Yeah, but you straight. just swipe in a different direction. Yeah, I don't know. Because it will be the same amount of content on the screen. You only ever see one card at a time. You're just going up and down instead yeah, of. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I feel I feel like swiping vertically with my finger covers more. Than swiping horizontally. Yeah, but that's why I use the crown. Yeah. Uh, they, they have to justify the crown. But I don't experience. like to use the crown. So I got the worst of both Don't worlds. update. Yeah, just run Watch OS 3 forever. Forever. Yeah. Until people, next year when they change it when to When they like, change it again. When it goes diagonally. When it becomes a honeycomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the watch is star shaped and you have to swipe I mean, it yeah. from every there's side. There's still people running Mac OS 9. You can just join those people. Yeah. You mean you, don't you? A little bit. Yeah. You are people. So. Yeah. So I think that's all the watch stuff. Hi, Sierra. Mm. Uh, we, um, so you've got like a good six to eight weeks of me doing this joke. I just want I mean, everyone I, you, to know. You, you understand I didn't pick the name. Yeah, no, no you're, you're part I, of the problem. This is just to everyone because I'm, I'm, I'm annoying yeah. everyone with it, but I think it's so funny. It's this. Uh, it's the millennials snow leopard is really what it is. Yeah, but we get this every time though, right? Like the last. So uh, let me let me ask you. If for listeners, they're both looking at me as if I committed a crime. You, yeah. you, fo- you Mac folks, yeah, you've you been Mac- asking. You really alienated some people. You really made some people. You hurt some feelings last week. You're okay, making, I get it. Mean, it, was, it wasn't good faith. I mean, you know, guys know I'm, I'm joking every time I do this. He of... really just uses a Mac. That's all a ruse. <sighs> so, but it's all right though. Some cause, people. Cause the iPad is a Mac now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we we all love so each all other again. Now. We're all in the same boat. It's all. It's all yeah. So, some folks have been asking for a long time to mm-hmm. Apple should slow down yeah. and do another Snow Leopard. So, now they've that you done, have it, how it. does it feel? I'm, I'm good with it, okay. honestly. I mean, the name is, like, super The name cringe. is ridiculous. The, new, the name is terrible. So, I did a post um, uh, last week of terrible macOS names that they I could choose from. This is up in the list. And I really wish I had put this in the document. If, it, if I had guessed this was going to be the name... I mean, I'd, I'd retire her from blogging. It'd be done. Well, it, It'd be my crowning it, achievement. You wouldn't be rich, though. Hashtag Stephen was high. That's what we would <laughs> oh, have done. God. Right? Hi, Isn't Stephen. that right? Sure. So let's let's walk through it a little bit. It's quick. It is mostly under the hood stuff. We have APFS, the new file system. I mean, Ding. the way it started, like, it didn't start out too good. Right? When he came out, he was like, Sierra was awesome. I'm like, here we go. Right? Then nothing's happening. Right? It's like, do you remember Sierra? Like, they did like a Sierra run through. Yeah. And I was like, mm. we're going to do it again. <laughs> uh, so the new file system, uh, you can migrate to that. It's the default on new machines. I think the a uh, couple of big things you have uh, H.265 support, so 4K video, better video compression. If you're editing video or storing video or really doing anything, that's with, coming across the line. Yeah, right? it's like coming across. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on the Mac is where most people do their editing, sure. as opposed to iOS. So I think video editors are going to get a big uh, a big boost there. Uh, we have Metal Two, so there there have been talk. We didn't really cover. We really don't cover this angle of stuff, but. You know, Vulcan is out there. You have potentially like new OpenGL, but they're they're doubling down on Metal, which is Apple's. I, I, the best way to describe it is a framework. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, a, it's a deep and open framework <laughs> for video, for video development, right. video I mean, development, for game even, develop, for graphics. I don't development. even know anymore. Do you know what really annoys me about Metal? Mm. They called the operating system High Sierra. They did not call Metal Heavy Metal. 
Why would you call it like <laughs> Federighi sets it up? He's like, and you know what we called it? And I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. like metal too. It's like <laughs> no, really, it's not <laughs> a music genre. It's, it's like a- you went with High Sierra for your operating system, and you couldn't come up with anything better than metal too. Yeah. Yeah, the naming is rough this year. It always, actually kind of is always Naming rough. is like, a, it's, it's a crapshoot every it time. Is. So with Metal 2, they are bringing AR and VR development to the Mac. So Unreal, the Unreal Engine, a couple others. There's a long list of them. I'm getting a lot of people say to me, like, because I'm excited about this. I keep talking to people about it. They're like, oh, but there's no games. I'm like, I don't understand. They're like, oh, Steam, it's just development. Right? Steam VR. It's Steam VR and support for the two most popular game engines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're using a HTC Vive. And they showed a game development. Like, people see the Star Wars demo. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that wasn't a game. It's like, no, but you don't understand. Right. There well, is I mean, no game. It's, a, it's understandable because gaming on the Mac historically has been a dumpster fire. And, and maybe it will still be. But It's going to be think, tough, right? Because the yeah. hardware, even because, you know, I've been tweeting about this and people that love PC gaming have been telling me how bad the hardware still is. But it's it's a step. It more, The most important thing is Apple is acknowledging it. Right. And like, even... Like the only development in VR is video games. Like that's that's where it's focused, and having these game support for these game engines in Metal right. Two, that is a a, a tacit endorsement of yeah. Apple trying to do VR so, gaming. So I have this working theory about like the max place in the world that as the iPad, um, especially this year, can do more and more, and I think more and more people are going to be using it. Apple's got to find uh, the max place in the market. And I think one of those places is will continue to be high-end production. And so even if, Mike, you can't really ever strap on a Vive and hook it up to an iMac and game, Apple wants the, the Mac to have a place in the production of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what this is about. They have some EG, eGPU support. So right now that's only a developer thing. So we have a link in the show notes to a developer page about it. But... They are equipping the Mac and equipping developers to use the Mac for this stuff. Whether it takes off or not, I mean, no one knows. They have a lot of ground to make up. They have a lot to do in terms of proving they can do it and stay up to date, right? We've talked about this yep. forever, even with the iPad of like, what are you doing with your with your upgrade cycle? All that stuff is super important. So they're making baby steps. Um, we had a question from Rick wanting to know if any external Thunderbolt 3 dot could be used with Mac OS right now. The only really thing Apple has said is, is in the link in the show notes, there is one by Sonnet that they're supporting only if you're a developer. Um, my assumption is that when High Sierra, uh, High Sierra ships, hey, Sarah. hey, what's up? High Sierra finally ships, then you know maybe anyone could go out and buy it. I'm sure there'd be a limited number. It's all very unknown. This is the coolest thing about this. I didn't see because it, it was really weird, right? Apple did not at any point acknowledge that the HTC Vive was even on the stage or being used. Hmm. They didn't say it. It's on the like website, on the, on the I, website, it's unlabeled even. On the iMac Pro page, they have it sitting there. But in this documentation, so for the little for the external GPU thing, you get a $100 promo credit to a HTC Vive VR headset. <laughs> okay. Right, so like this, this is the first time in all of Apple's website that I found mention to the Vive. Like they're showing pictures of it, but like it's unlabeled and everything. I don't know why, but look, I'm excited about this. There's a lot of question right now, especially with the iMac Pro. Like, what's the Mac Pro? Well, the Mac Pro might be the machine that is built to to play VR games, right? Like that might be what like one of the things that this is hardware can be really focused towards because you know with gaming, with VR gaming, it's it's it requires graphics cards to be changed frequently right like more than every six years right and starting in a good place and apple even with the new imax and stuff they're not still they're still not top of the line 
So I, my hope, my hope now is one of the things that the Mac Pro is for is for VR games, and that they will really try and embrace the market of people that will be using this stuff by replacing their graphics cards and stuff frequently. But look, I, the thing is, even if they don't do the best job, I don't care. I was just getting concerned. You that, have, to, have to build a PC. <laughs> no, well, yeah, that was one. But like, just getting concerned for Apple because. There are two realms right now where everybody's moving. All of their competitors are going to VR and they're going to home speakers that you can talk to. And it really looked like they were just going to let VR go. And I don't think that was a good idea. Yeah. So I'm pleased to see that they're starting. Yeah, me too. Um, we're getting face data and photos syncing. Mm. Again, like it, I mean, this wasn't there last year. It's here this year. It's one, great. One I, I will thing- finally use faces. I have never done it on my iMac. It's a waste of time. It's yeah. a literal waste because of your time. Most of the time when I look at photos, I'm on my phone or my iPad. I'm like, oh, right. None of this is here. And then you spend all this time and you mm-hmm. get a new phone next year. You start over again. Yeah. So but there's a deeper theme of Apple sort of letting go and letting people sync a bunch of new information into iCloud. So I have a theory about this. Health? So we have HealthKit stuff. We have there. HealthKit. We have Activity because it's dependent yeah. on HealthKit. Uh, iMessage. Have iMessage. We have Faces with Photos. It's sort of a new direction. I, I have think, a theory which is like in the other, which is the same thing, but from the other side. In the last year. They have found a new way to encrypt this stuff that they didn't have before. Maybe. So it's not that they are making like that they're, they're taking some shortcuts. Sure, like they landed on something which sure. is letting them do this. Like, and I'm not saying that you're saying they're being unsecure, right? But you've got no, to choose I'm one of the two, that. right? That either like you've you've led up somewhere or you've found something new. But yeah. it's like all of this stuff at yeah, once. But it's, even on principle, it's like the idea of we don't want your data in the cloud. Well, now even if in some new encrypted form, you it's still do, there. Somewhere. Somewhere you yeah. have it, you're storing it, so yeah. you want it. It's something changed, right? You're yeah. completely right. Something's changed, and whatever it is, it all changed at once because a ton of stuff yeah. that they should have been doing, exactly, it's all happening now. I mean, I'm there happy. wasn't a drip free. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. So, like, I'm really pleased about all of this stuff because I mean, this is what we have been asking for since last year, right? Like, especially mm-hmm. on this show, we talk about this. But, like, the we just we will give a little. To mm-hmm. get the functionality. I wonder what the people on the other side think now. Oh, Apple should never do that. Uh, I guess, it dep- I want to, I mean, I won't be able to understand it, but I want someone to go to these security sessions and sum it up. Like, mm-hmm. how are they doing this, right? So like last year, was it differential privacy or yep. whatever it's yes. called? Like that was the, the term that they were using for this thing that they were found. So I assume there is a new term this mm-hmm. year with some other type of security stuff. But I do agree. It's like, even if they're anonymizing all this stuff, it's still there. It's yours. It's still it's somewhere, uh, which I they mean, weren't doing before. Yeah, it's your data. It's your you know heart rate mm-hmm. data collected over X months, and it's your messages and it's your photos of you know uh, faces and information. It's there. I'm happy, but it's definitely a change in even like the ideas that they have that yep. should we be storing users you know most private information or not and the answer now is yes cuz you know i i my assumption is google anonymizes it right sure. like they don't tie it to you sure so but it's like you know i, I mean, wonder what makes apple different there's a if there's a breach and you can see the photo of my house and you can see the photo of my exactly. kids and then you can see the you know what my heart rate looks like it's not that anonymous anymore right it's so like not, what are they doing i agree like what what's happened uh, I, I'm very keen to find that out because I think right now we don't we don't really know. All we know right. is there's been a big, it's been a big change, and it's either in some kind of incredible technology, or a policy change. Yeah. 
So that uh, that's one to really keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks. So speaking of policy change, the MacBook Air got an update. Whoa. Why did they even mention it that on is stage? It's completely pointless. 200 megahertz faster. I mean, 200 is a lot. It's still... It's megahertz. It's still... So, yeah, um, like mega's big, right? Me- mega means big. I mean, in the Pokemon world, mega is very good. Mega revolutions are like, it's a big deal. Yeah. So, so like, this, is a, this is a mega revolution. You got 200 of them. Yeah. 200 <laughs> mega revolutions? I could be the Elite Four with that. You know, yeah. I could be the Pokemon champion with 200 you know what, megas. Do you mm. know these words that we're using? <laughs> so it's still Broadwell. <laughs> still quite sad. But what, why are you sad about so this? My, I mean, if you're going to update the MacBook Air, update it. No, what they've done is they've moved it to the chips that they can use. Yeah. Like, my they guess obviously is, just couldn't get the chips yeah, anymore. I'm sure that's all it is. Uh, the MacBook and the MacBook Pros are now KB Lake. They KB have, Lake sounds like a Pokemon. It has okay, so KB Lake includes, I believe, I'm sure all of ATP will correct me if I'm wrong. H two sixty five support, hard like hardware accelerated, which is nice. Uh, still capped at sixteen gigs of RAM. So those who are wanted oh, more, really? they did. I wanted there's, about no, that. there's no thirty two. So those who wanted that, you got to keep waiting. Let's just wait for an iMac Pro. I think you can get like a thousand. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a mega a ram. Thousand ram. Mega ram. Mega ram. One yes. mega ram. One mega. <laughs> mega ram sounds like a fire. <laughs> uh, IMAX. So the the regular IMAX uh, are all KB like as well. They have Thunderbolt three. They kept USB A on the back. So this Mac, I have a MacBook Pro on my lap that is increasingly warm as we keep recording onto it. That's a feature. It is. There's, it's just USB-C Thunderbolt 3. Uh-huh. The iMac kept the USB-A ports. It kept the SD card slot. Because there's just no argument. infuriates me that it's now the MacBook Pro. All right, but the thing is, you, you, your argument, right? The I argument got plenty of room. The argument now says there isn't. Oh, you know what, right? the, what it's inside. Maybe yeah. there's no space inside. The argument is that there's no space inside. It's too thin. You want the thinness. You want a little screen on the top of your keyboard, which I know you really want. Your little mm. touch bar. you got to get rid of your SD card slot. But there's no excuse on the iMac, right? Yeah, you if they got rid right? of it, they would have been riding. There's no excuse, so they can't do it. You know they want it. even has Ethernet still. So I have... Yeah, like, especially yeah. the Ethernet. You know they want to get rid of it, yeah. right? So, like, next year, the iMac is, like, I don't know, the size of a postage stamp. Well, the iMac Pro even has, like, faster... It's got, like, 10 That's gig like, yeah. uh, Ethernet. Mega... Mega Ethernet. Meganet. Meganet. You get hooked into the Meganet. Megaram and Meganet. Like the two different evolutions. Yep. You can, yeah. You could take a different path. You know, this show is really taking a turn I yeah. wasn't expecting today. <laughs> this was how my Federico's video game podcast was born. Sim- yeah. Similar kind of thing. I wonder what happens next. You there forced po- me out. There was a Pokemon <laughs> Nintendo Direct this morning. Oh, yeah. So yeah, what, yeah. Nah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was kind of mad. You were like, yeah, I'm going to get up and dodge it. Like, no, okay, yeah, it it, I really regret the decision. Yeah, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't what we wanted. So the big, uh, the big, Mac hardware news, of course, is the iMac Pro. Did you say the Mac Pro? I said uh, iMac. Pro. I think it's a Mac Pro, though, right? It is basically a Mac yeah. Pro. So I think you said i come up Mac Pro. <laughs> You're the Mac Pro. Yes, <laughs> it's like iRobot. They've been yes. working really hard on Stephen for the last two years. He's he's nearly yeah. ready to ship. Congratulations <laughs> to all the uh, Why are you also mean to me today? <laughs> so the the stats are ridiculous. It's insane. Up to eighteen core. Uh, up to 128 gigs of EEC RAM, so that error correction protection. What does it mean? John Syracuse really likes that RAM. He says it's good. It's the good RAM. It's the good RAM. It's like the good wine. So that's yeah. the yeah. seasoned RAM. Yeah, Se- yeah. Seasoned <laughs> comes from good vineyards. Seasoned, seasoned <laughs> from in a good barrel. Ramyards. <laughs> okay. yeah. Good ramyards. Yeah, it's really important. In High Sierra, <laughs> it pairs nicely with uh, grilled chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so of, that's the good RAM. Yeah, that's the good, good RAM. RAM. What else? <laughs> 
How many mega net and mega RAM uh, do we have here? Four, up to four terabytes of SSD. It's space gray. That's all you really need to know about it. It's real pretty. It is real. Yeah. So, so you saw yeah. it. It looks like Darth Vader's iMac, yes. right? Yeah. Darth Vader is the Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. No, that's it. He's George, Star Trek. George R. Binks' dad. He's from Guardians of the Galaxy. No, that's the one with the Parks and Recreation guy. It I is. know that. Is he yeah. sorry? Uh... <laughs> My favorite thing about the iMac is that they made the peripherals black. What is the show? Yes. The peripheral, and why? Oh, and you why? can't. Okay, what? so I have many things to say <laughs> okay. about the because that's just who I am. If you're going to put a touch bar on an external Mac keyboard, it's this external Mac keyboard. No touch bar. Because you could, if you said, like, this is the computer that needs a, a wire to your keyboard, yeah, right? Fine. Everyone goes, okay, because that's the type of person that does. No, but you know what, though? It's the same person doesn't want it. Maybe right because no like people who yeah. want the iMac Pro don't want the Touch Bar. In yeah, their life. I like, remind yeah, them of it. Yeah. Um. So there's that. It starts at five grand. So I think I think what happened here. I think this machine was the Mac Pro oh, replacement yeah. without a doubt. And then whatever happened in the fall or the end of the year before that roundtable, like oh shoot, we need to make a Mac Pro. <laughs> We already have this iMac Pro. We have to ship it. It's done. <laughs> what do we do with this now? Yeah. <laughs> Make it black. <laughs> Just, um, Dip it in space gray. You know, I got to add a number pad. That's yeah. Probably what is that all about? Pros, I mean, people... Yeah, pros jump, really yeah, love pe- numbers. People like number Can pads. Can you buy it without it? I don't know. All right, and, you can't, and you can't show into a store and buy the black stuff. It, it only comes with no, the that's cool, iMac Pro. I like that. That's the way it should be. It just would, means it's going to be a pain. You know it's going like? to be a pain for me in 30 years. I want to collect it. This thing really reminds me of the Tam. Oh like yeah, a lot. It's gonna look really good on my desk next to my table. Uh, I'm sure it's gonna. So I have a question for you. Yes. The second, the second question is: Are you gonna buy one? But don't answer that question yet. Okay. Question number one is: You tell me why does the Mac Pro need to exist? That's the question. And the iMac Pro pushes the Mac Pro really far upstream. Like God only knows what the Mac Pro is gonna cost now if this starts at five grand. Things. Things that a what I would want to see in a Mac Pro better than this would be multi-processor support, so more than one actual CPU. All right, so help me with this, right? Yes. So when it says it has like eighteen cores, it's one chip. It is. So you would have like two eighteen core chips, mm-hmm. and they work together. Yes, and in, and in parallel with each other. So oh, it what seems would really you do tricky. with all those chips and cores? VR, uh, create VR stuff. I mean, one of the you, things. Well, so, not me. All right. So <laughs> if you're dealing in like video and audio. The more, the more, the, more the merrier. Cores, the, the faster better. things render. Like it's, you know, if you think about that, the, how long it took to render your concept yeah. video, the way you fix that is with more cores. Okay, yeah. just put right? more so stuff in. That's yeah. why it's a pro stuff. Because like when you get to these like incredibly intensive tasks, it's Stephen. Please yeah. allow me to say this. It's like having multiple machines because all this stuff's working together. Mm-hmm. You're multiplying the amount of processes, like processor, processor that you can have. Mm-hmm. Stephen, help me. Please no, help it's, me. I mean, right. yeah, it's it's more parallel instructions, more more okay. lanes to do stuff in. So it's um, doing the, like it's it's sharing the tasks. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I think I think more than one CPU socket, things like interchangeable GPUs. So assuming the card slot idea is coming back, which it, if Apple's serious about this, and I think they are, I think this proves they're serious about this. I stuff. think the fact that they made this iMac the way it is means that the Mac Pro is just going to be a bunch of sockets. Yeah. So it has to be swapping right? in GPUs, more than one GPU, putting in other types of cards. So what a lot of there are a lot of tower, you know, the cheese grater Mac Pro is still around because people use audio and video like capture cards into them and or raid cards and that stuff I think could come back. Um 
user swappable RAM. So the RAM and this, and I have I've gotten this confirmed now. The RAM in the iMac Pro is not soldered to the board. It's in regular slots, but you can't get to it because the iMac the iMacs are sealed shut as it should be. Because that thing, I feel like you put your hand in it, it will bite you. Oh yeah, it looks mean. But I, so I have you and I have the same iMac. We have the twenty seven uh-huh. inch five K iMac. Yep. There's a little RAM drawer on the back, and I can put more RAM in. So mine's at thirty two gigs or whatever the max is. Uh, you can't do that here. A Mac Pro would have to have that. What's the maximum amount of RAM this thing can take? The iMac Pro can take 128. That's a lot of RAM. That's all the RAM. That's like a... It's all of it. That's more than you need, right? Yeah. That's more than... Well, more for what we need. Again, yeah. if you're doing VR development or your Pixar, yes, it's kind of the same thing. The more, the merrier. But for people... You know, we're professional users, but we're not like hardcore professional yeah, users. I don't need that. Right, because as well, like, the amount of time that things take to it happen for me like it's time that you can wait right right like it's not and for the stuff that you do and i do cpu is more important um so the question is who is this machine for i think it's for people like us or people like full-time video editors people who you know want more but don't necessarily need that the the horsepower is important to them the 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 raw power of the thing but not necessarily like the expandability if that makes sense and i think there's a band of users in there I don't know how big it is. What this does do is whatever pro hardware market they had, they've now split between two machines. But how did they make this, right? Because they haven't changed the physical size of the case. Which I'm a little worried about. I, I can't. I don't. Why I, didn't they just make it a little bit thicker? I wish it was thicker. Why'd they make it so hard on them? Like, Well, well yeah. I'm afraid it's like a Mac Pro situation. They're like, we made this cool thing and we can't ever update it. So it's the ATP last night, right? Um, and John Syracuse is like, talk about a thermal corner. You've just made another one. Right, that's a risk, right? Yep. They're doing it again. Mm-hmm. Like the Mac Pro failed because they were too ambitious. Right. I feel like they're being so, too ambitious again. So this thing has a like new intake. So the photos of it, there's like this huge intake on the back of it. I loved it. That was like the first detail that they showed in the video. Yeah. It was like all these exhaust holes. Yeah. <laughs> like this, yeah. And they're two, proud of them. They're moving like 80% more air than in the, the 5K iMac. So we'll see how it goes. You it, know. It's just, it, I just find it really weird that they didn't make it a little bit bigger. Because like... That back plate, right? So that's not a standard part anymore because they've had to put all these holes in it. So it's not like it was a case of it saves money because we use the same parts. Right. Notice I get a guy with a drill and beep. He just, <laughs> he just walks along the line just with, sticking yeah. it in there. Yeah. Like, that's, how, that's how manufacturing I works, right? I think that's how it it's works. A, it's a guy with a, with a battery They just get drill. one of those little robots. But like it, it, I, this is like can't innovate anymore, right? Like it's that thing again. This is a very impressive piece of hardware engineering i'm just worried that they have they've backed themselves into a situation again that they're going to struggle to get back out of i really hope that when the development of this machine started they knew the mac pro was suffering right so like they they knew why that yeah yeah but like this thing i mean it looks incredible are you interested in it i am interested in it so i'm really happy with my 5k imac i think i've got several more years where it's going to meet my needs. Mm-hmm. But I think at the point where it doesn't, I would look at an iMac Pro versus a Mac Pro and see what makes sense for me. At this point, if they were both, you know, say the, the Mac Pro I just described with modularity, that that's out and this is out. I really like the all-in-one design. I like that it's clean and easy to set up. I don't necessarily... It takes one space on the yeah. desk. I'm not gaming, so I'm not as interested in changing out GPUs, you know, over the course of the life of a machine. So... But I think all in all, Apple is giving pro Mac users options. And I think that's what we wanted. Yep. And I think that's what they're they're so slowly doing. I would only look at this 
seriously like if there was a, a really good vr game like like yeah. a, a really good vr story to tell of it like it could handle it it looks like it would be a bad decision to go for this machine because it seems like it's a little underpowered now compared to what's happening in the pc world so you would buy it now and have it for five years and by that time you can't open it yeah i mean i think and i think, so I think for, for my use it probably makes sense to wait for a Mac Pro. Because like, if, if the Mac Pro really does what I want it to do, which is that I can put some some good stuff in there for VR games, like that's what I want, right? Because right. I've been thinking recently about buying a PC because I want to play I want to play an Oculus or a Vive. Like I want the top tier of VR gaming and I can't do... You just can't do it with anything that's on the market from Apple right now. I mean, and you kind of still can't even with this thing. So I, all of this today feels like a tacit endorsement of the fact that the Mac... Sorry, over the last couple of days, there's like a tacit endorsement of the fact that the Mac Pro will be focused partly towards VR gaming. I think so. Because if they just released this iMac Pro with all the same guts without a screen on it, that's like, what are you doing? Yeah. So I, th- I hope that they're going to take the really high ground. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that's... I think that's the Mac stuff. Uh, for all in all, in a year where the iPad, which we're going to really talk about, had so much attention and so much great stuff happen, like they did well with the Mac too. You know, I felt like it was pretty balanced in that regard. They're moving both of their computing platforms forward. You know, maybe TVOS paid the price, but who cares? Mm. All right, let's take a break. I'll tell you about Hover. If you own a domain, you may have heard about who is privacy. It's a domain feature that keeps all of your information away from prying eyes. And if you don't own a domain with Hover, then you've probably paid $10 or more to keep that information private, or you just haven't got it private at all. With other domain registrars, you have to pay to stop your personal information from being passed on to others. Well, Hover, who is privacy, is free because they believe that privacy isn't an add-on. It's your right. Hover know that you want what you want from a domain service, an easy experience, and all of your personal information kept to you. Well, it is your information after all, right? And wouldn't it be great to have customer support this easy to access? Hover offer a no-wait, no-hold, no-transfer telephone support. So if you have any DNS troubles, they're going to be there to fix it because that's what makes them awesome. After hearing all of this, you probably thought to yourself, I wish I would have gone to Hover. Well, you no longer have to be envious about Hover's simple interface and dedicated customer support because you can transfer your domains over to Hover and enjoy a better way to manage them. And there's never been a better time to do it because Hover are offering a run a limited time 40% discount for any domains that are transferred in June. The transfer itself is free and then you get 40% off the price of an additional year in your domain. Because if you're wondering what's going to happen to the remaining time you have left for your current register you get to keep all of that so hover will keep all of that time for you then add another year onto it for 40 percent off don't put this off any longer this is a great offer only available in june get 40 percent off an additional year on your transfer by going to hover.com slash transfer my domain that's hover.com slash transfer my domain there'll be links in the show notes thank you to hover for their support of this show so we also saw the introduction it's not really a tease it was like a full introduction of the home pod mm. home pod home pod i don't like it it doesn't HomePod. doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue no, very HomePod. well home pod hey can you speak to the home pod <sighs> home pod <laughs> if it was called the poem hard that would be way better but the, the, it doesn't make what? any sense poem hard like if you just swap the p and the h or around just the or like hard. siri home but so yeah so it's an iPhone speaker the size of a bottle of water. It's like the size of an, it's like as tall as a seven plus or something. It's really yeah. no, it's actually it's sm- it looks very small. No, it's not. 
it's actually taller and chunkier than it looks from the photos. Well, it's, it's more like an, as um, my guess. I mean, I haven't actually measured with you know tape, but I think. Oh, it's, get on it! What's wrong I think with you? it's you actually. Were in the I'm area. sorry. I think it's actually a little taller <laughs> and a little fatter than the Sonos Play One. One. Yeah, the yeah. one's like the like the cylinder type. It's deal. chunkier. So it's got it's got a little. Junk in it's the got trunk. a little action mm. going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, has a bunch of speakers in it. It's hooked seven up. Seven tweeters. Seven tweeters. That's and, a lot which of... Which is not like Twitter. It's seven tweeters. I mean, one is enough of Twitter, you know. It's like... And one one Apple design woofer. Why are these words so silly? <laughs> I don't know. Tweeters and woofer. Because each of you have had way too much coffee. <laughs> they are silly words, it, is very much geared towards music. I think it's why Pod is in the name. Yeah, they're bringing that brand back. Yeah, right. They're bringing the Pod brand. So back. it's it's like one Pod brand. Pod brand. Pod brand. It's like one with Apple Music. Yeah, it's all built into Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Most of the voice control stuff is around music. Mm-hmm. This is very much a music product. And I said it on Clockwise earlier. Apple always says that music's like really close to the heart of the company. Companies don't have hearts, but it is important to them, and you always, I always get the sense like they're passionate about the music products that they get to introduce. Yeah, I'm wondering about this. Like, did they want to make a music speaker, or did they want to make a serious speaker but couldn't, and then they made it a music speaker? Uh, my idea is they maybe wanted to make a serious speaker, but they didn't. Siri's not good enough. Siri is not good enough. They like, didn't. Uh, I don't mean like Siri the service, a Siri kit. Yeah, Siri did, kit is not Siri advanced kit is enough. not as flexible or as open as they would like them to be. So they went with a different angle. Let's sell the music aspect, which is ready to go. It's got Apple Music. We got yep. millions of subscribers. Everybody's got a happy. Musicologist. It's a musicologist, which yep. is uh, you know a very fun word to say. Better um, than HomePod. A HomePod. Hey, can you talk to musicologist? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of cool. So it's it's an easier sell. Also, most people, I guess, in Apple's mind relate to the idea of playing music, even though the success of the Echo kind of tells another story. Like, people seem to be acquainted with the idea of having that lady in the tube in the kitchen or the living room. Here's the thing, though, right? I play music on the Echo, and I don't know why, I don't know what everyone's problem is. It's not great, but it's fine. It's like, it's fine. but do you know where I also play music? On the speaker of my iPhone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, the Echo is vastly superior to that. <laughs> the bar is really pretty low. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I don't have a... Son- it's, it's why I'm not, I'm not particularly enthused by this product, because it is fulfilling a desire that I don't have. Sure. Which is to have a device that plays music. I love music. But I don't play it in... I don't just have music on in the house. Right. It's not something that I ever do. Same. I have it in my ears. Like, so I, when I'm doing something or going somewhere... Like, I, there's very rarely so what music if, on. what if Apple made a product that played music that you could just put in your ear? What would you call that? You would call it a, uh, a home ear. Uh, e- an, uh uh, ear pod. <laughs> <laughs> no, they already made that. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Head pod. Head pod. A head pod. Head pod. <laughs> there you go. Head I got that's, it. See, no, that's going to be their VR goggles. <laughs> <laughs> I think the easiest way to describe this, it's, it's a Sonos with Siri. Yeah, and it's with... Yeah. So, so let's talk about the Siri thing. It It is not... This is not what some of us wanted or what people were expecting 
to be an, an, a direct Echo competitor. It's a really it's a Sonos competitor that does like some serious stuff. Yeah, yeah like it's it very, doesn't even have all of the things the iPhone can do. Right. No. It's a very limited. It's very you know Siri has domains of knowledge. It's very limited domains. It's there's very, no SDK. There's no and there's no SDK for it. Which to your point earlier, four hours ago in the show. Maybe not everything needs an app store. My guess is that if this takes off, then maybe we'll see SiriKit stuff come to it at some point in the future. But I think right now they know that their strength is in making a really good music thing and controlling with your voice is nice and kind of go from there as opposed to trying to, to take on both Sonos and Amazon, whose products they put on a slide next to each other, which was incredible. Uh, take them on kind of one at a time and not both at once. The the problem with the SDK, and I think I mentioned this last time, is that Apple is relying on apps being on your phone to use these all these extensions. Because the way that Apple structured the App Store, you cannot have a skill that lives in the cloud. And so I bet the reason why we don't have an SDK now is that Apple has iCloud in place and Apple Music, the web service in place. They're not ready to tell developers you should provide a web service that allows people to use the speaker even if your iPhone, which is the direct you know, controller for the speaker, is not at home. So what happens if I set up my HomePod and with my iPhone yep. and I got my integrations because my iPhone has overcast and things and, you know, to do is all these different apps. So when I'm home, I, you know, the HomePod can talk to my iPhone. Then I go to WWDC. Sylvia is at home. Uh, the HomePod loses what? The entire third-party integrations. So the, the big problem here is either you install apps on the HomePod, so the stuff is all local and it uses the CPU that they have, or every single skill, every single SiriKit domain becomes something in the cloud that doesn't require yeah. any device, doesn't require any local installation, and every member of the family can talk to it. I don't know. Uh, 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 this just isn't a product that I want. Hmm. It isn't. just seems easier the way that Amazon is doing. Like, you go to a website, you sign up, there's a skill... Everybody can use it, whether it's Mike, yeah. Adina, Silvia, Federico, everybody can use it. You don't need to account for who's at home now. So Apple went with the opposite direction, which is also the easiest solution. We're just not going to do it now. Which, yeah. There's no SDK. Yeah. Which leads to my biggest question and it being part of this keynote. So I wrote a thing earlier this week or last week sometime, like if they're going to announce it now but it ships later in the year, my thought was they would do that because they need developers to write stuff for it. But developers aren't writing anything for this. That's a really good point. Why, why is did it, they do this? Why in the world was it not in the because September? Why is it not in the September event with the iPhone? Yeah, I don't know. Right? Because if the know. idea was we want people to see this, put it with the iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make any in sense. In a keynote that was so packed, why did this make the cut? Because developers can't touch it. Yeah, so is it... Is it that you know they don't want it to leak? Maybe maybe that's what it is. Is it that there's there's so much talk of them doing something they feel like they had to address it? Yeah, maybe um, because sometimes in they... which case do a Mac Pro teaser can't innovate anymore and then show it in September. It just yeah. seems very weird that it got so much stage time. I'm not complaining. I think it's a nice product. I'm with you. I'm not sure I'm going to buy one, but it felt it felt like the the odd product yep. out in this keynote. I, I feel like they almost had a feeling of we've been getting all this you know this criticism of we're not doing this or we're not doing that so we'll just make a keynote where nobody can complain and 
the side effect is now they get, they get to almost develop this stuff in the open because everybody knows they're doing a speaker now. So they're more free to approach third parties or whatever. And they can do things like, we want to make an SDK and it's no big secret because we everybody knows we're doing a speaker. And so I feel like there's almost a sentiment of, we're just going to have a two-hour keynote and we're going to show you everything, even if you don't have an SDK or the IMAX are not shipping, but whatever, we just don't want to hear your complaints anymore. Uh, it's not wrong. And uh, it's not a bad... It's not a... Okay, because the thing is, right, the situation we rule different. Like, so, like, the, the, the home part, I'm like, it looks nice, I just don't want it. Mm. And that's not a criticism against Apple. Like, I don't have to own everything they make, right? What? But if they didn't show it today, this whole show, we'd be talking about the fact that Apple is now behind. Like, what are they doing? What yeah. is their speaker? So, like, it's just from a PR perspective... Just show your cards. Just show it, right? Because it's like, mm -hmm. some people are going to really like this, some people are not. And the fact that they I mean, funnily enough, the fact that there isn't an App Store for it means that it's kind of less of a focus in that way. Because it's just like, if they were... If it was an App Store, right? Right? It's a platform. They've, they've, they've unveiled a new platform. If you've got a new platform, then you've got a lot riding on it. This is almost like even less important than the Apple TV because it's just a box that plays Apple Music, right? That you can ask maybe the weather. It's also musicologists. So. But you know what I mean? Because it just feels like it's less stakes, mm -hmm. which means that they can show it off today and it not be maybe everything that, sure. to all people, mm -hmm. but it's, it's less, there's less table stakes. Yeah, so I think um, you know I think it will do well for people who want this sort of thing. For people who aren't interested in an Echo, maybe for privacy reasons, maybe they just they want something that's going to be in the Apple ecosystem. Like I think it will do well. Three forty nine makes it competitive with stuff like the Sonos. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting to remember that Sonos is the only third party service that has Apple Music in it. Apple and Sonos clearly are partners mm -hmm. at some point. And now they're gunning for them on their WBC keynote yeah. slide deck. I mean, they're selling Sonos in the Apple stores. For now. For now. I wonder if it goes oh, away. And that stops uh, now. Right, no. that's stopping. But like, there's no way that December comes that you'll be able to go in and yeah. buy. Yeah, but they're going to want to start getting rid of Bluetooth speakers. Yeah, this feels like a, like an, at least to me, like a, some kind of betrayal. Like, hey, yeah, we'll have you in the Apple store. Yeah, we'll wow. do the Apple Music integration. There's... I mean, when you, when you make a deal with a company the size of Apple, you got to be prepared. Mm. But isn't Sonos working with Amazon? Yes, yeah. they've yeah. So maybe they've they've shifted or the, yeah. land, the landscape has changed. Clearly, there's tension between Apple and Amazon in the past. So should we start the countdown clock on Sonos? I yeah, kind of feel like it's time. It does feel like a, it does feel like a. You know the 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 assassination of Caesar in the in the Roman times that, uh -huh. at too wow. brutal. Yeah, it feels like it feels like a, that. A that's really, that's, that's heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's quite quite heavy. Say, hey, two apples. <laughs> <laughs> <Had> two apples. <laughs> Eddie Q stabbed you in the back. So I yeah. don't know. It's like it's fine. Sure. I, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I'm not sure this is for me. Partially because for streaming music, we're a Spotify family. We have Spotify hooked up to the Echo. It's great. And we listen to a lot of podcasts. And now this, they announced AirPlay 2. It's very hand-wavy at this point. If you can AirPlay from this to another device or to it, or has Bluetooth support, no one really knows yet. Um, but I don't, as a non-Apple Music subscriber, that's a big ding on this right mm -hmm. out of the bat. Question from both of you. You both pre-ordered an Echo show. We did. Yeah. So stay? Yeah. I think yeah, so. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not well. canceling my pre-order. I mean, also we should say it's coming out in December yeah. in the US, UK, and Australia. Australia. So. Yeah, but I mean, Echo Show's not coming out in Italy, but you still get one. Yeah, but uh, John is 
shipping yeah, I know. you. Well, I mean, it's like a, I'm just saying like a similar deal, but like yeah, but I get it now, and I want it. Now. I want my choice now. Yeah, I don't want to wait six months. No, no, no. I, 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 we're talking. We're talking. No, I time. get it. I get it. I, I, I want to play with it. So I, I want to, I want to get it. I'm still. I still don't think I want to. Like the Echo Show doesn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Like I just. I, I got it, it mostly f- to see what it's like for the show. Whether it sticks around or not is a big question. I just but don't know if I I'm need not. It. I'm not canceling my pre-order. I have so many screens in my house. That's what my wife. You know, I think we talked about this. That's what Mary says. She's like, uh, she doesn't want a screen in the kitchen. She likes that the echo is just background. I, I really just don't think it's necessary. Like for me, like I just don't think it's a necessary feature. But I'm willing to see. I mean, you know, this was kind of how I felt about the echo in the first place. So yeah. I'm 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 and keeping this, an open mind. And this comes on the hill of Phil Schiller throwing shade at these devices that don't have screens, and then he released one that doesn't have a screen. <laughs> and so I could see a path in the future that oh, Apple adds. God, I thought of that. Apple adds a screen to the HomePod. It becomes the TV pod, screen pod, display pod. I'm running out of pods. And that's when SiriKit comes to it. And that is like this whole thing. But yeah, it's all very strange. Um, I like that they're doing a music thing. That's really, you know, I agree with you. It's probably not for me. So that is... Um, HomePod. That's HomePod. So we're going to talk about iOS 11 and, of course, the iPad. I thought we could talk about iOS 11 itself first and stuff mm-hmm. that's coming to both the phone and and the iPad yeah. and the iPod Touch. Remember that thing? And then we'll take a break and we'll talk about the iPad stuff. Right. So Apple Music everywhere, right? Everything looks like Apple Music. Yeah, so yeah. New, new design, uh, bold text. Mm-hmm. It's really clean. I, I'm i a fan. I like bold it. text, big artwork. Big artwork and big title bars. Like, yeah. they look empty. And I wonder, I'm going to say now here, if that empty space is for the camera cutout. They just look so empty, man. It's like when you open messages, there's like these of some extra space for the title, but it seems useless. Mm. And it seems tight. I saw someone, uh, I saw a screenshot of of iOS 11 running on iPhone SE, and it's all really cramped. I mean, you just see the title of the app. Yeah, that's all it is. There's messages and it wraps like four lines. (laughs) Yes, this is messages. (laughs) Welcome. So a lot of scrolling. Uh, the App Store looks like App Apple Store Music looks now. Fantastic. Yeah, there's a big push on editorial content. So there is an app of the day. There's a game of the day, and then there's app lists. Mm. And so right now, if you're featured on the App Store, you're one of forty in a collection, right? Or you're in that rotating banner at the top of five or six. Now, if you're the app of the day, you are quite literally front and center on the app store yeah that's the, a- the, those lists still exist on the individual yeah. apps and games tab but they have this like overall big one where they can make some big feature that's a big promise from apple it's to a sort huge, of a, that's a big we're gonna have stories we're gonna have interviews with developers we're gonna have tips and tricks we're gonna have videos it's a lot of content to create and i mean i i guess during the beta process we won't see the daily stuff i will no. assume we'll get like a handful of those just as a test but then when september comes and this stuff launches you gotta keep up with this you know uh, whether it's new apps or new games maybe you want to put the spotlight on older titles but it's still a lot of content to create on a daily basis and to put it on the front page to make sure it rolls out internationally i mean the app store if you look at the italian app store at least uh, you know there's not a lot of curation going on so i wonder if blah, this blah, is car every day yeah, yeah, I mean, we're just gonna... All blah, blah, all, all the time. All blah, blah, all the time. And I just wonder, uh, can you do this on a regular basis? I mean, sure, if you got the people, 
and apps are coming out all the time so that's no problem games are coming out and that's no problem but you gotta like write that, that's con- a big that's a big team you gotta you write the team. content yeah you gotta come up with it, all the things that you've shown that's it it looks fantastic so monument valley man yeah what, what a, a surprise what a surprise right i bought it in your hotel room during the keynote yeah, I bought, I'm, I'm saving it for the plane ride home yeah me too does it matter the location where you bought it like uh, where did you buy it i bought it in the hotel room so I guess I gotta buy it. You gotta buy it. We're we'll in our hotel room, so you gotta buy yeah. it too. Okay, okay, okay. I bought I'll it laying it. in your bed. I'll do that. Just, uh, just well, quick. My bed? How much? Say. How much money? How much money? How big is the check that Apple wrote? Mega millions. It's gotta be huge, right? M- mega dollars. Because they said it's exclusive to the App Store, mm. didn't they? Mm. And like, do you remember that picture of Tim Cook with the US Two team? Yeah. Mm. Like, this is this is the game that was featured on House of Cards. I mean, yeah. they, they've not, had a lot of high profile. I'm not 100 percent sure why they have done this and like why they made it a thing of the keynote but like i'm really excited about it it was i think a reminder that the app store the ios app store still has like a level up on the google play store like apple can still demand these exclusives yeah especially to the developer audience right like the right. people sitting in that room hey you ios you go ios first or ios only you know maybe we'll be here for you i'm wondering if like this is going to turn into like console platforms so like e3 is next week and like the big thing is like what exclusives can microsoft sign mm-hmm. and i'm wondering like you know these companies have got huge checkbooks why not write some exclusives let's sign some checks i think that's what they did here and it's that's really intriguing to me yeah. to do more of this yeah mm-hmm. so we see uh, apple pay peer-to-peer in, uh, in messages oh, i love it i just love so it. the three of us go out to dinner i pay and you guys want to pay me back your segments yep. so you can you can message me money yeah uh, and I, it can go onto an Apple Cash card. So you spoke about this on upgrade. Upgrade. Yeah. Maybe we'll dig that episode out because it's really it's a good conversation about how these things work. So Mike, you used to work in finance mm-hmm. briefly, and so in a way that I, we can understand it as regular humans. How do these cards work? All right. So what Apple I believe is doing here is they are working with a card provider, probably Visa, to create a list of prepaid cards so these are cards that you can load up with cash and spend like so you can get these now you get these plastic cards there are some there's a bank in the uk called mondo uh, that's like this and you can get them like when you go traveling and stuff you can get like foreign currency on these cards so for all intents and purposes they appear to be cards they just have a balance limit on them so i think what apple is doing is generating with visa a bunch of these cards that there's no actual physical card for, but it has everything it needs. It has a number, it has an expiry date, and that's all loaded into Apple Pay. All users get those. And then it just looks like a card. It looks like a card when you pay in stores. It looks like a card when you make transfers to people. It's basically just a virtual debit card is what it is. The thing that I'm interested to see is will Apple now enable these purchases in the App Store? Because that's when it gets really interesting. This is when Apple is basically a bank at this point. Mm -hmm. This is a big trend right now in 2017. Companies want to be banks because the thing that Apple get to do here is, let's say you start transferring this money to me and I've got some you sent to me, Steven sent some to me. I'm going to keep it around. Maybe I'll use it in the App Store. Apple's making money on that money. Is sitting there making interest money, right? So Apple is now holding all this cash. Hold on, how does money make money? You can they can invest it, and they can also make interest on it. Uh, what they will be doing is taking like, that like, money. Like PayPal charges you a fee, but Dwalla holds your money for three days. That's and, a bank. 
This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So this is this is why <laughs> okay. when this was first rumored, Recode had this report weeks ago. This is likely to very much upset Apple's banking partners for Apple Pay. This is a real big risky move they're making here because what Apple is saying is your card is now redundant because we have our own and people can pay with it in stores and they can pay with it in our store. But what Apple's do is take this money, they're holding it, they make money on it. And then if you put it back into their store again, that's even more money with no fees. It's very interesting. This is a big play, this is a big play from Apple to the point where like in three or four years, this might be where your money goes. Like if they keep rolling it out and you have these cards and these like virtual accounts, just get your salary on, paid to it. That's dependent on people doing the peer-to-peer payments. So what I, I, if I don't have any friends who send me money? I'll never have an Apple wallet. So yeah, you would have to get your salary transferred. It, or you could load it. You can load your probably, you can probably load money in yourself. I mean, I, I think that, you know, we'll probably have like podcast hosts who want to be paid this way, you know, as, as opposed mm. to PayPal yeah, wallet. Providing that they have the a good level of reporting for taxes. Yeah. Um, this could be a great way for me to get paid. Yeah. To to cut PayPal out. Yeah. And that I could do it, you know, as a business and have my business account. I mean, there's there's questions yep. there. Uh, they may, you know, there may be language in there that forbids business transactions. You know, I mean, who knows? But it, it's a nice move. It seems really well integrated. People already trust the Apple Pay system and Touch ID. They're building on all the tech they already had. Uh, we also see in iOS 11, uh, we're seeing uh, some new live photo stuff. So you can edit live photos. You can make them loop or bounce back. This is also fantastic. I'm so happy to do more of yeah. live photos. Me too. Like, this is so good. I'm so excited for I, all that. I wasn't a fan of them initially, uh, but I sort of have come around a lot. Um, especially, you know, kids and pets and, you know, it's it's just a, a lot of fun. So you can edit them, you can save them out as different things mm-hmm. now. Uh, we talked about the App Store. Um, let's get to Control Center. I, for one... So Control Center right now is two panes unless you have HomeKit, then it's three. You have your now playing stuff. You have your regular Control Center stuff, you know, flashlight, rotation lock, that sort of thing. And then you have a HomeKit panel if you have uh, the Home app configured. Mm-hmm. So on my phone and iPad, I've got three. With iOS 11, they've they've collapsed it back into one. So there's no side to side. It's all completely modular. It you can go into settings and configure what goes into it, where it sits, what comes out of it. There's sliders. There's all sorts of controls. There'll be a link to a Mac rumor story in the show notes. This looks incredibly confusing to me. I think like, it's awesome. I think it's so cool. I love the way it looks. Nope. And I love I love the fact that there's so many things I can do in it. I think it's fantastic. I like the customization, but I feel like a everyone's control center is going to be different. It's like yeah. when someone asks you how do I turn my flashlight on, you're like, well, you know, see me, you know, it's really easy now. It's going to be harder in the new one. But yeah, I, I'm not a fan of how it looks, and I think that some of, some of the labels and stuff, you're kind of going to have to know what they are because um, so many more things can be surfaced into you it. There's a full Apple TV remote in control center now. Yeah. You know, right now, you know, now if you have the Apple TV remote installed and you like pan on the Apple Siri remote to a text input, you get a push notification on yeah. your phone yeah. and you can type right. To the, like, it's really nice. Yeah. So, like, I like them making the iPhone and iPad a better Apple TV remote mm. because the Apple TV remote stinks. I don't know how how I feel about Control Center. I think I, uh, I love the customization. Customization. I'm not sure about the UI, uh, probably because it's beta one. It's I bet it's gonna change. Usually we got this kind of UI refinements throughout the summer. I I love the idea of 
here you go, you have multiple blocks. It's kind of like Lego for shortcuts. You can sort of mix and match the ones that you need the most mm-hmm. and you kind of have your own placements and, you know... Uh, it seems to me like it's obvious we're going to get third-party shortcuts in the future, uh, that it's going to be a new extension point. That is not available right now, uh, but Apple is making a ton of new shortcuts. Like, I saw someone's control center last night, and they had a shortcut to create a new note, for mm-hmm. example. Um, I I love the idea. I'm surprised that Apple is kind of doing... Going in the opposite direction last year of we're going to break it into multiple pages so we have more room to breathe and to show you deeper, richer controls. And now they're sort of gone back to it's a, it's a single dashboard, you know, uh, with all these widgets. I'm surprised you're not looking at me right now, Stephen. I'm saying words that should catch your interest. I'm, I'm just uh, trying, to, I'm just trying to, to catch my breath. Uh, just really keep it together? Keep okay. it together. Yeah, um, it, it, is, it is widgety. It is widgety, and it's very different from last year, where it's so elegant, it's so pretty, and it's on multiple pages, you can swipe, now it's, yeah, you know what, just make a single page and a bunch of buttons. Yeah, this is my aesthetic. I love it. I I think I would like it too, and especially how you can uh, open, like, the contextual windows from last year. We got those, especially in the HomeKit page of Control Center, where you can press to open the, you know, the volume, not the volume, the uh, intensity uh, adjustment UI for lights, colors. So you had these contextual windows inside of Control Center. Now they are pop-ups in the single page. So like the music player becomes a bigger one with the artwork and with the progress bar. I like it. All relying on on 3D touch. Yeah, you can turn like personal hotspot on and off. Like it's, yeah, like there's some weird long press stuff on the iPad now. Like it was last year. It's, it's it's way more of it. Like I know oh, you can yeah. do it, but like it's everywhere. The, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I maybe mean, the new iPad Pro will. Oh no, it won't no. they're not going to do it. It's no. too difficult. It's far too difficult. But long press is kind of yeah. solving the problem. Yeah, Broken Flows on Twitter had asked. You know, do you you think we'll see third party apps in this? And I agree with you, oh, Federico. Course, yeah. I think it definitely will. You know, not yet. Not yeah. yet, because they're. If this works, if the people don't sort of uh, grab their pitchfork pitchforks because you know control center is different if this works and it doesn't change again next year it makes sense at wwdc 2018 to be like there's a new extension point you can make your own icons and your own buttons. so let me offer a theory uh, if uh. this is successful and they open it up to developers this could become the system that apple would finally update springboard with more stuff like i could see this this system graduating from control center. Like, what if I want screen brightness on my home screen, right, or so or in the today view? Like, why a, is this stuff a change coming? Uh, the 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 new iPad software is showing it. Springboard is going through work because this we're moving into the iPad now. I think we're very close to this, but like there is stuff in there that is so vastly different from how it was mm. before. So I think you're right. I think this could be the beginning of a change where we could start to get some more... It could start break out of the grid. Before we talk about the iPad, just two minutes on whatever is going on with notifications. Because it I don't make get sense. it. doesn't make sense. makes no sense. It makes no So they've changed from... Basically now, Notification Center is the lock screen. It doesn't lock your phone, 
but it is the lock screen. So it's, when you swipe yeah. down, it goes back to the lock screen. You see the big clock at the top and you see your lock screen wallpaper. If you have different, yeah, lock screen it, it and basically it, 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 what they've done, I think, is they've changed the layering in iOS. That now instead of like the lock screen notifications being side by side, they've merged and they're on top of Springboard. It is weird. I played with it a little bit on an iPad yesterday. And I think like every other lock screen change, we'll get used to it. Like I remember talking about a year ago how weird iOS 10's lock screen was. Yeah, I'm still not used. I just don't understand why I miss slide unlock still. <laughs> why you cannot have the notification center layer that is also the widget layer, and he remembers where you are. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I think that that it's just broken on the iPad right now. They're not no, going to get rid of the I widgets. Try it on the, the phone, paint. and it doesn't make sense either. Yeah, I, I, I think honestly, I think with the way it is right now, this is just like a little, it's like a bit broken. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be refined. The dual pane back, the widgets back. I, I think all it is, they're just trying to like stop it from being in two places because it's in two places right now, right? You've got the lock screen, and you have the notification center shade. They're the same thing. They are that's the sa- pretty nice. Yeah, but they're the same thing, right? So they're just like, well, we're just going to make it one. It all looks the same. It's one thing. I can kind of see it if, as long as they preserve the existing functionality, it's just rather than having two views. They're not bringing back your... No, I know that's no, not coming back. Not. That's, that, that's, that's gone. That's never coming back, the sorting options. But it's, it's just weird. But honestly, I just think it's, I just think it's not f- complete yet. So I'm going to give it a couple more betas we'll and we see. can come back to that. We'll see how see. see that shaping okay. out because it doesn't make any sense right yeah. now. Okay. The, the other thing they did, uh, it's iPad only, but on the lock screen, if you have an uh, iPad Pro with a pencil, you bring the pencil down the lock screen, mm-hmm. you can configure it to automatically launch a note. And this note is like sandboxed away from the other notes. You can just put stuff in it. It kind of turns the iPad into like a clipboard almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like a new Samsung. Yeah. Galaxy Note stuff. Newton. I think it's awesome. Newton did it first. Sure yeah. they did. I think that's really cool. I think it's a good idea. So mm-hmm. you just like just write your note. I like it. It makes it really fast. You don't have to like unlock the iPad mm-hmm. and find your notes app and create a new it's a note. nice shortcut. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I really am looking forward to using it. Um, but yeah, I think with all the, the lock screen stuff, I mean, that stuff is up to change a little bit maybe, but I think it's one of those things we're just going to get used to because mm-hmm. we use it dozens of times a day. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Igloo, a digital workplace platform that enhances your corporate culture and improves how you work. Igloo connects your team to three things, people, information, and processes. With Igloo, your people have access to what they need using the tools that they already know with a host of app integrations right inside of your Igloo. Igloo can be customized to represent your brand and culture. It will help define how your corporate corporate culture operates. To enhance your processes and culture in your organization, there are four pillars that are key. Communications, collaboration, knowledge management, and your workflow. And you can get your team started with Igloo. It includes all of this. It is a modern intranet designed to keep everyone on the same page and to help enhance collaboration within your company. Try Igloo for free with no obligation to continue after your trial. Go to igloosoftware.com slash connected to find out more. We thank Igloo for their support of this show. All right. So their new... Should we wrap up? I think that's it. Yeah, that's it, right? We're done. So their new um, iPads. Mm. Two new iPads. Mm. Uh, I'll run through the specs and I'll let you guys go because I know you've been itching. 10.5 inch, 12.9 inch. Spec wise, they're the same. Mm-hmm. So the A10X Fusion chip, yep. six core, like the iPhone, three fast, three slow, four gigs of RAM. The camera system from the iPhone 7, 
They both have True Tone. They both mm-hmm. have USB 3 fast charging. Mm-hmm. They are the same iPad except for the screen size. Yeah. Which is great. We're gone back to the era of same iPad, same hardware, different sizes. I think that's how it should be. Yeah, I agree. And the 10.5, I'm really interested to see how it compares to the 9.7 because I've only had some brief hands-on experience in the the demo area. And it looked like... um, it keeps the compact form factor of the 9.7, but it sort of extends the display a little. Uh, and so I, I don't know if, you know, I'm a big iPad Pro user, so I don't know if even really? if it's... Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I'm That's a, a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah. I really like the iPad Pro. No, I mean, I use the big iPad Pro. Oh, oh, you're a, a big, big iPad, iPad Pro, Pro user. Like big, oh, you're oh. a big user of the no, iPad. No, I'm a big iPad. I, I misunderstood. You. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. Can we hug? Yeah. Hey, come here. Oh, that's yeah. a lot of touching. We, yeah. we got we to work. Keep We're going. Holding um, and I'm really interested to see how it compares to the big Pro. Sort of, can I use it? Is the keyboard big enough? Is the split view big enough? It, does it feel, feel like two full iPad apps at the same time? Probably not. It isn't. It yeah. isn't. I mean, I've, so, I've, had, I've seen yeah. people talk about it and I actually so got that's, it confirmed. So that's where they differ. So yeah. the 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 rumor had been the 10.5 inch will have the 12.9's resolution in a smaller screen, just like the iPad and the iPad mini. That is not true. The 10.5 inch iPad has a new third screen resolution that is in between. It's larger than the 9.7, but not as big as the 12.9, which is probably the right way to go. Things won't be shrunken down, but it means that uh, split screen isn't going to be f- two vertical iPad apps side by side. It's going to be more like the 9.7. We have one that's closer to the iPhone class. So yeah, that, that's a little bit of a mixed bag, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I I really want the 10.5. Like my hope was that the 10.5 would give me everything I wanted, um, but I'm not so sure anymore. Like I think it might be that I still maintain the multi-pad lifestyle. Because especially now, twelve nine with True Tone, it's gonna look real good. And, and one, the hundred and twenty hertz refresh rate is yeah. gonna look awesome. I bet. I'm very excited to see how that's gonna look. Like playing games at sixty frames a second. So like, uh, like I said in Nintendo Switch, right? There are times where like, you'll play a game, same game like Mario Kart. One time it's thirty frames, mm-hmm. next is sixty. You really see it. Like it looks kind of. Like, it's not real. Mm-hmm. Like, there's too much motion. Like, if you shoot video in 30 frames a second or 60 frames a second. And I expect it's going to look something like that. Yeah. Um, but the big story is the software. It's uh, it's everything we wanted. It's everything. Hi, hi we, Sierra. It's everything we wanted. Yeah, it's it's just they took Sierra and they just they polished it. Wrong. Right? Topic. Oh, sorry. And they sorry. shipped it on the iPad. <laughs> okay, so... All right, I was wait. very emotional yesterday. Yep. And there's the, a picture of you in the show notes already. There, there's okay. There's the. Did you do the before and after? Uh, the the two John tweets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Um, I, I almost do not remember that portion of the keynote at this point. Uh, I was getting worried. Uh, after the iOS segment, like they were showing all these features and they kind of glossed over the iPad. And so when they said, uh, you know, uh, item on our list number six to talk about, number five to talk about at the keynote is the iPad, I was, you know, strapping in and I was ready. But when 
I think there was a moment, probably when the dock, when the new dock came up, or when the when the drag and drop slide came up. I was like, there, we're this is happening. This is you know they're the doing. The bit that it. made me so nervous was when Tim said, "This is the biggest iPad update ever." I was like, "Don't say that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't say it. Like, say it afterwards. Don't say it before." But it is though, right? It like, is. This is. It is. So. Me and you were talking about this, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a lot of jokes about, oh, they just made it the Mac. And it's an mm. easy joke. We've already made the joke. It's funny. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, what they've done, adding things like the dock, adding things like spaces, adding things like files, they've taken ideas from computing, right? So these are all ideas that exist on the Mac. These are ideas that exist on Windows. They've taken what these things are, why people need them, and then created solutions to those problems on iOS. I think it's called experience. Like you've known how things went in the you know how things went in the past yep. and you wanna build upon that. Because yes, maybe sometimes the solution is an old idea, but we shouldn't conflate old ideas with new implementation of those old ideas there's a difference between taking an old idea and just making it work as it is or as it used to be and taking the old idea but sort of reimagining it and making it feel modern and sort of working around the limitations of the past there's a good example i think of taking an old concept but making it new and making it feel iOSC, you know, sort of very native to the platform. Uh, and that's the Finder compared to Files, the new app for file management on, on, on iOS 11. Yep. In the Finder, uh, you companies like Dropbox have been able to sort of hack into the UI to install these custom directories with special privileges. And it's pretty great because it allows you to have a top-level Dropbox destination and you, know, you could have badges. On iOS 11 and with the Files app, everything is just an extension point. So third-party storage companies like Box and Dropbox, and I assume Google Drive, if Google ever gets into, you know, to work Google with the Drive, API. Google Drive was on the slide and it was mentioned so on stage. I assume it'll work. So, like, we don't know that they're confirmed, but, like, my feelings, if they spoke about them, they at least know about it. Yeah. Like, Apple's at yeah. least spoken to yeah. these companies. So. In the old era, you had the Finder, and if you wanted to have like a different uh, storage service, you had to sort of do all these hacks and workarounds. Now you can do, you can have a do-over because you get the chance to reimagine these features. So you know that people are going to ask for different services than iCloud Drive. So why not just make it secure, make it safe, make it integrated into the UI and the system, and make it an extension. The best way to improve a platform like this is to just understand and accept that as Apple, you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. Like you need help from other people. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like iCloud's so awesome, move all your Dropbox folders mm-hmm. to iCloud. That is a bad solution. Mm-hmm. Like the solution is integrate it, give it a great API, make it safe, lock it down the way that you want, and then you're good and to even, go. And it and incentivizes the companies to do so. So say that that Box and Google Drive do it, but Dropbox doesn't then it's not that Apple looks bad, it's that Dropbox looks bad. The argument that Apple is taking the Mac features and it's boring because it's just a Mac on the iPad, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me because look at the way, for example, that we've gone from cars to electric cars. It's still a car, it's still an old idea, but it's done in a new way. And I think that's what we should understand, that old ideas 
are always gonna be sticking around, but it's how you make them work in practice that makes a difference. And so we were trying this morning, we were playing around with an iPad that was running um, iOS 11. And it's really different. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll probably come up with a, with some, you know, complaints or things we don't like. But overall, it feels amazing. Like drag and drop. The multitasking UI is different. You can drag and drop apps. You have a file manager. Uh, there's it just so much stuff all at once. And what developers will be able to do with this? Uh, uh, it makes me question if. I mean, I already know I'm gonna I'm gonna create way fewer workflows because I can now do things like drag and drop, and because files are gonna be able to, you know, apps are gonna be able to communicate together to exchange the same files, so less automation will be needed. But I feel like it's a new beginning for the iPad, and it's sort of a one-two punch of you're getting the hardware now, and you're gonna get the software later. And I feel like that's been that's very, that's been very much planned. And it's what Apple wants to do to sort of give you the new hardware and make you wait until September for a whole new story. And I'm I'm really excited to see where they go with this. Yeah, I'm I've just been blown away by it. Like it's everything that we were wanting <laughs> and in ways that I didn't really imagine. Like some of the implementation is just so good. Yeah. Like the drag and drop stuff is fantastic. Like and it looks like there might be better rich tech support. Yeah. as well which is just i'm so excited about the prospect of that i was at the state of the union yesterday and adobe was showing us the showing off this demo of uh picking up multiple color palettes and tools from one of their sketching apps um and initially i thought oh well they're just gonna pick up multiple uh, colors and drop them somewhere else but then what they did was they picked up with drag and drop m- different types so one was a color and the other was a brush. They're two different items in terms of software. One is a color, the other is a tool. And they dropped them into a sort of a toolbar. And the system was able to intelligently understand huh. you want a red brush. So it's this kind of combination of multiple items and drag and drop with multiple files at the same time. And then they went into a different app and they moved yep. multiple layers. It was really impressive. And it fixes so many problems that we used to have. Like, it's terrible to work with multiple files on iOS because you're, you're stuck in this one-way communication with one file. You know, it's just so... It feels so good. It's kind of rough right now, of course, yeah, because of course. it's a better one. But I feel... I'm very happy. Like, I, I when I think about it... I, got a huge smile on my face and i cannot wait to get back home and put the beta on my ipad because i want to play with it me too and it seems like i played with it on other people's ipads it seems <laughs> seems more solid than a beta one tends to usually be mm. things seem to be working okay and also like you know it was funny with ios 9 you couldn't really use anything in split view right because no apps are ready but now it's like we have a new split view but it just works the same as the last one from a size classes perspective so even though you can now move things from side to side you can have these apps that like just float over the top. It all works with the current apps that you have. And the fact that you can even do two apps in Split View and one floating as a picture-in-picture app, um, it sort of looks like you have a you have Windows on iOS. But it goes back to the idea of we're taking old ideas and making them new. Because yes, it is a window. But not necessarily. It means oh, they're just copying what the Mac had because it's. 
it's got different limitations, it's got different interactions, and it's actually much easier than a window. You don't need yeah. to care about closing the window or just resizing the window. It just floats like picture in picture, which arguably was one of the best iOS 9 features to be able to take a video and make it a floating yep. thing. And now you can do that for apps, which I think it's a really good idea. So I, I love the dock. Yeah, that, that's, I love the dock. Spatially speaking, it's a, like it looks really different. And I think a lot of our workflows are going to change because we we got so, I mean, we got two years to get accustomed to. We have the home screen and we have the primary app on the left. And then when you launch something, it sort of moves. Right, yep. And now it's all different because you have these spaces metaphor and those two apps in a space are fixed in position. Yep. You always launch something else. You got a new multitasking UI, and you could put up to 13, 14 apps in the dock, including folders. Including folders. And then there's recents. And then there's uh, Siri it's recent. proactive. Yeah, the proactive. Dock too. Like, oh, you, you always look at news in the morning. Let me put news in the dock for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, all right. But it's very different. Yeah, it's... It's gone, it's broken in some ways, right? Like it's broken the workflows, um, but they're just new ones. So you say like there are things that it that it doesn't do that the old split view used to do, and we're just gonna have to get used to the way that that works. But I think that ultimately we're gonna be in a much better position than we were previously. And yeah, like I'm very excited about yeah. this Federico. Like. <laughs> I, 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 I really want to just start digging into it and playing yeah. around. The drag and drop is is really really yeah. interesting. Like, I think that professionally speaking, yesterday was one of my happiest days in my career. Yeah. Like I was just happy. I, I was, agree. Like mm-hmm. no, you know, no sarcasm. No, I was just happy. And I, I, I one last comment on. You know, because I <laughs> like to make fun of the Mac people. But there's also a subset of iOS users who, I guess, uh, were so convinced that Apple would never, ever go back and take a look at old ideas right. and reimagine them. And it sort of feels like we've what we ended up with is somewhere in the middle. Um, there's the old and there's the new. And we've just got to figure out what the, what the future will look like. But it, I've never been more ex- positive. Like I feel very good about the way that Apple is splitting up these two oases. Uh, the Mac has its, its own ways. It's set in its own interface, metaphors, and styles, and workflows for power users. And the iPad and iOS are trying something new that is familiar, but new. And I feel very good about that. How do, how do you feel about the idea... I think historically, when adding things to the iPad in particular, or in iOS in general, Apple tries to find the balance between complexity Mm. and making the UI really simple Mm. and understandable. And I think there are parts of this that aren't necessarily intuitive or discoverable. Mm. Do you think it was just time to revisit that balance? It feels to me like I actually had a note about this in my first notes about about iOS 11. It feels to me like the 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 second generation of multi-touch is for pro users because you get all these different gestures and shortcuts based on multi-touch that you know multi-touch launched as a way for everyone average users to simplify their interactions so you get to the pinch to zoom you get to do the finger scrolling but now 
the it's not new multi-touch but it's a second era of multi-touch it's all grown up and it's being used by pro users to do things like the drag and drop where you can hold something and use the the other hand to sort of navigate it's fun to watch people use drag and drop and not think to do that yeah because it's always just been yeah one like a one you're holding and then you just all the ui is being manipulated by the hovering of the thing right even like rearranging apps on the home screen works that way now yeah you can hold it and you can tap them all up and drag a bunch over like it is it's it's really different in a really good way like it's uh, (laughs) we're really happy and uh um i I just feel like it's everything i want i mean there's no shelf if you go back to the concept that we discussed there's no holding area for sort of temporary stuff but that's okay i feel like what we needed was a new foundation was a new story to tell foundation foundation is the good way of putting it and we got that yeah and now we can hopefully if apple has a plan for this and i I tend to believe they do if they have a plan they can sort of iterate on this over the summer launch ios 11 and build whatever's next and um i just feel like mike and i are really happy steven uh uh, we're happy iPad users. No, yeah. it's great. I think it's the iPad for so long has been held back by the fact that its operating system started on a phone. Mm-hmm. And if you look at right. what, the bulk of what's in iOS 11, the bulk of it is the iPad. Yeah, this stuff isn't on the phone. Yeah, and finally they are starting to to diverge the two in a bigger way. And it's what they've needed to do. It's awesome. I'm I was super impressed watching it, and I think even though some of the exact ideas in your video aren't here. I think the feeling behind your video has been fulfilled. I think it's great. I'm looking forward to having, having it on my iPad. I really am. We done. Yeah. For now. I think we got more iPad next week, right? We we need to play with it. We need to play with it. I'm probably going to put it on my big pro. Yeah. I haven't decided where I'm going to put it yet. And and also like, Oh, we're buying iPads. Yeah. I'm buying the big one. I think I'm going to get the 10, five. I think I'm too. I think it's very likely that I'll probably end up getting both eventually. Um, and I'm hoping... It looks like that they're going to be available from Tuesday next week, right? Like, that's when it looks like the, the first ones are being delivered. I haven't mm-hmm. ordered one. Yeah. I'm going to go to a store in London I when I get home. today... If you order today, it ships uh, on the 14th. So it's about a week out from whenever you order, maybe. So I'm going to just try going to a store next week and see if I can pick one yeah. up in person. Because I figure the stores will start to have them probably. next week. So yeah, I think it's it's a great-looking device. Um we didn't we didn't talk just very briefly before we wrap up their their new accessories for it. Oh yeah, yeah. So the smart keyboard mm-hmm. is a little bit wider. I mean it's got to be right. I haven't used one, but it has to be wider cuz the iPad's a little bit bigger. So hopefully the keys are a little more comfortable. The comes in 30 language layouts from launch. Yeah, from launch. Unlike mm-hmm. last time it took like a year or something yeah. for the first international uh, ones to, to roll out. It was 10 a, months? It was a long time. Yeah, a year. And new some new cases including one that's like a slip cover that the pencil can go into. And it's like a sleeve. It's yeah, really that's what good it looks looking. like. It looks like a desk pad. Like you would imagine like an old desk pad, like it would sit on a desk. Like you'd have just this leather thing that you put your pad on yeah. and do your writing on. It's like a desk set. And they have one that's just for the pencil that if you yeah. don't want the whole sleeve, you can just kind pencil of snap case. the pencil into. And there's a Logitech one. There's a new Logitech case. It looks oh, like an advancement of the yeah. Create. So I looked at that. It is detachable. Which looks nice. And it has a kickstand. Change the angle, yeah. It has a kickstand. Oh, it has but a kickstand. But I don't know how the kickstand... The kickstand is like the services kickstand? 
So I don't know how it will feel on the la- on a lap. Mm. So I'm not so sure. It's not like the Razer keyboard where you can actually put it on the lap because there's like a wide base. Yeah. No, it's or not like, like the that. bridge. Mm. I played with the bridge today on with Jason's. It's nice. It's not like that at all. It's, it's got like a kickstand on the back yeah, of the case. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so new accessories and um, all the sleeves and stuff I think work with both. The, mm-hmm. They have them for both sizes. So uh, I think all in all, like to sum all this up two hours in, Thumbs up. WWDC Big keynote. thumbs up. Big yes. thumbs up from all of us. I think this is my favorite WWDC of all time. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I'd go with that. Because the things I'm not happy about, I'm not angry about. Yeah, you're not enthusiastic about the HomePod. But, but I don't it, care because I know it's good for some people, it but I just don't want it. It hasn't enraged you. I'm not like, oh, you did an idiotic thing. Like, I just think they, they didn't make the right call, but I'm just going to keep my echo. Yeah. I feel like I want to be optimistic again. And I feel like mm-hmm. I can be. Yeah. I feel like the last years just really sucked. I feel like I can breathe now. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just not been good. It started last year, like iOS 10. I think we were all a little bit underwhelmed, mm. especially if you're an iPad user, mm-hmm. right? You, we were given so much promise of nine and got nothing with 10. I feel like Mac users are happy now. They're getting products. iPad users are happy again. We're getting products. We're likely to get an incredible phone in September. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about this next year up to iOS yeah. 12. So, I think that's it. You want to catch the show notes for this week? Relay.fm slash connected slash 145. Thanks again to Hover, Max Stadium, and Igloo for supporting the show. You want to find us online? Steven's at 512pixels.net. He's at ISMH. Federico is at maxstories.net. He is at Viticci, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. We'll be back next time. We won't be together, though, so it probably won't be as funny. I don't know. We'll see. Until then. Say goodbye, guys. Arrivederci. Adios.